Peace and blessings, family. It is the Ratchet Righteous Goddess herself, them chakras. Make sure you're following the podcast at D-E-M-C-H-A-K-R-A-S. Make sure you're following us over there on Instagram for your motivational minute each and every weekday at D-E-M-C-H-A-K-R-A-S. Make sure you're following me over there on Twitter where you receive more ratchet than you ever would righteous at D-E-M-C-H-A-K-R-A-S. Hey, y'all. Hey. If nobody has told you today, please let me be the first to say that I like you and I love you. And family church announcements. Um, We've manifested merchandise and I say it each and every week. I thank each and every person who is patronizing us doing this bestseller sale. If you guys don't know, um, over there on our website, or merchandise website, um, you guys can purchase your merchandise. Um, our bestseller sale is going on through the entire month of February, so you can get your Be Who You Be hoodies and not just Be Hailing and Shit shirts. Um, everything ranges from twenty dollars and twenty cents to twenty five dollars and twenty five cents. So make sure you guys go over there and check it out right now. We have a Madam Chakra shirt that's actually on sale, um, which is the dope uh cover art for the actual episode that week so if you guys are interested in checking that out make sure that you go over there and um purchase your shirts because i would like to see you guys in it um guys make sure that when you purchase the merch because so many of you guys are doing it um that you send me pictures d-e-m-c-h-a-k-r-a-s or just text it to me if you have my number dm it to me if you're more comfortable email it to me if that's what makes you happy listen i just want to see y'all and be able to post y'all because i am so thankful for y'all and everything that y'all do and supporting me and supporting this movement and everything that we got going on as being your self-appointed accountability partner hey how are you um I truly can't complain uh February is like a damn good time to be alive you know like I I'm thankful I'm thankful for this month I'm thankful um I'm I'm just I'm more so thankful for results than I am anything this month I'm very thankful to creation just for the overall relationships and partnerships that I have in place but I'm very thankful for results this month around because I am really reaping what I sowed in January and I need to really like put my foot to the ground and really like keep this momentum if not push a bit harder so that every month is a bit more beneficial and I'm not just speaking like monetarily I'm just speaking in life in general Um, I'm really starting to see the results from just the work that I've put in with the podcast and in my life and as a mother and as a partner and as a daughter and just so many different things as a co-worker and I'm just I'm seeing results and results is is what I was looking for just um for confirmation to know that I was doing things correctly so it just it really benefits me to be able to see these things um just because I am a woman who um I I need details I need receipts for me personally um and things that I do I need to be able to see things that are tangible that I can see you know visually I can look at um and at most times touch excuse me to see that um you know I'm doing something right I I need personally I I know that that is a need of mine and that's not something that you know like I'm ever going to change I don't think that it's something that I need to change um just because in certain aspects of my life I know that I'm not going to be able to receive certain things but I do know that if I have anything to do with the work that's being put forward I do deserve results so that is what I tell myself each and every day (laughs) but this week guys we are going to talk about um we're going to talk about analogies and I had probably about a year ago really sat and thought about the analogy of seat at the table and before we go any further let me just say that our affirmation for this week is the seat at my table is well deserved 
the seat at my table is well deserved one more time the seat at my table is well deserved and I wanted to talk about the analogy of a seat at the table and what that entire situation encompassed like what it looks like what it is what it smells like how it appeals to all of our senses and how little do we know or little do we pay attention to the subconscious thought that is a seat at the table because when we think about it we envision a table like as I'm speaking on this now I can actually hear like um, plates hitting the table and just light conversation and there are certain people that come to mind when I think about the table that I deserve a seat at and people who deserve a seat at my table and before we go any further um, and getting into the analogy I actually want to talk about when you're gifting a seat at your table compared to when you are a guest at somebody somebody else's table Um, when you create a table for yourself this is a place of your your importance the things that you find important to you your necessities your needs your wants your desires your dreams your aspirations and all those people who you feel fit into that now when you're a guest at somebody else's table it is the exact same thing but it is of their possession and a seat at their table is well deserved in the event that you fit that narrative if that is where you belong if that's not where you belong that's not where you will be So I think that it is really important that we pay attention to how often we want so bad to be at someone's table and that seat is not deserved. Um, Maybe we did not work as hard. We, I think that as human beings, sometimes we don't just think about the fact that we're not ready. Um, We also need to pay attention to the fact that we will never be ready because it's not for us. And it is for multiple reasons. It might just be that you're not there now. And other reasons could be that you just don't deserve like you you might want to be in a certain place in life and that's just not your place like and if you fight for it over and over again life will create a lesson for you when all it had to be was a choice you know and I don't think that I don't think that we respect that enough that we have the ability to do so much more at so many different aspects of life. And when I say that, I mean, and at so many tables, if I'm metaphorically speaking, um, that we focus so much on one table when there is no seat for us there because it does not need to be there. Um, we just, we need not, you know, we need not, we need not. And I don't think that we think about that enough, but getting into the, anal- or not, but however, getting into the analogy, um, I want to talk about each part of the table like each part of a dinner um or a brunch this could be in whatever setting you want so let's set the um let's set the the place for you okay i want you to close your eyes for a second and i want you to breathe deep and i want you to exhale one more time breathe deep and i want you to exhale and this time i want you to breathe deep and hold it and exhale that feels so good. It feels so good every time that we do it. I know, it, at least for me it does. <laughs> but um, I want you to set this setting because it helps if you can visualize this here. And it, it, it really is going to save you something. I promise you. Work with me. So I want you to picture your dinner party or your brunch or your breakfast, whatever. But this is a table. This is a table of your choosing, of your design. And I want you to think about how many seats are at that table. What does the table setting look like? Who are the people that are at this table? What is the conversation being had? What are you all eating? What is the weather like outside? Are there windows? Is it bright? Is it dark? What is the um, the, the the level of which you guys have gotten together? Is this for a, a momentous occasion? Is this a celebration? Is this a time of grieving? Um, what is the reason why you all are 
together and I want you to think about why you would go to that setting and why you created that moment and why you were so stuck in that moment because if you think about it long enough you'll realize that this has been the depiction the entire time this is not something that you have not thought about before this is this has been the depiction the entire time so I'm going to break down my setting and um, just how I look at a seat at the table or look at the the analogy as a whole when they talk about the table or they talk about the dinner party um, guest who's coming to dinner. And when I say guest, I don't mean guest like, you know, in a an experiment or hypothesis about who's going to show up guest who's coming to dinner who have you invited to sit at your table who has invited you to be a guest at that table and why is that so important. So the first thing is say grace. And although I do have a higher power that I don't pray to, I definitely do show my respects and pay my respects. And I all the time am just um, paying homage and giving thanks and, you know, burning different candles and scents and um, ancestor money and just different things to pay homage to my higher power and to my ancestors and to my Orisha uh, just for being who they be and for protecting me. So when I say, say my grace, I mean my affirmations, um, reminders of thank yous to myself and just the reminder of my overall strength. So when I say my grace, it's more so thanking me for preparing the feast that is in front of all of us there because hard work um, definitely does pay off. So when I think about what everybody is being nourished from the fact is though when you invite someone over to dinner or when they invite you over to dinner that 99% of the time they have slaved away in a kitchen um if you're catering you're not putting the amount of work into it you've made the call but you cannot control what goes into that dinner you cannot control what you know happens behind the scenes you just know that it's it's being cooked it's being dropped off um they might even set it up for you but when you do the work yourself you know when you've invited these people over and you are the person to prepare that meal I want you to think about how much diligence and how much responsibility and how much pride goes into the overall product and how you literally know everything from the planning to the presentation and how important that is so when you are saying your grace remember to always pay respects to yourself for getting this together here and when I say this this could be anything but when I think about a table or when I think about the reason for us all coming together when you think about um, the analogy it's because you're coming together for a common goal and a lot of the time it's business because you want to surround yourself with like-minded people um, these are people in a craft or a profession that you know you'd like to be in or this is um, just maybe a group of people who you admire but there's something about these people that you do not possess um, that you know you want to be a part of so that's what you're working towards and vice versa um, you've invited people to your table who want to be in the position that you're in or who are in somewhat of a position of, of you know what you're in now and that you guys are like-minded individuals and that's why you guys vibe so well why the frequency is the way that it is and why you guys um, can collaborate as a unit in order to make something great so I think that it is important that when you are the person who's hosting dinner for that time or hosting brunch or whatever for that time this means of nourishment here when you're you're the one who's hosting and you've put all the work in to always remember to pay homage to yourself because somebody had to get it done and you were the person in charge at that point um, now we're going to talk about the table. So the table is the foundation in which you stand on your morals and your beliefs. And it's only as sturdy as the trust in yourself. A lot of what we're talking about has to do with you. And it's very, very important that you, you think about what you're getting ready to set all this stuff up on. And 
when we talk about this um, realistically and we talk about it for what it actually is, these are the moments in your life in which this is what you know. You know, this is how you were raised. This is a lot of habit. And this is your table. And your table is only as strong as the legs which are on it, which is your legs, which is your um, your root chakra. This is, you know, how you're planted. This is what, this is who you be. And if that is not sturdy, so if you are not as integral as you should be, how far is this going to go? How well is dinner going to go if the table collapses in the middle? If the conversation rolls back around to the chef and the table, in this case, your beliefs, your moral system, who you be, if it comes back to you and something doesn't seem right or it's a little bit off or it's leaning to the left a little, um, there's no guarantee that this is going to go without issue. So it's always best that the, the table that you have um, is, is as strong as you, you know, because you are that table. Um, you're a multitude of things in this analogy here, to be honest. So when I think about it, I think about how, you know, like when you first get a, uh, you know, you first get your first home, you might go get like a card table from Walmart, or you might go get like a thrift store table that's been, you know, like a bit used. Um, or, you know, like you go get the card table from Walmart and it's not as strong as it would be, you know, like if you went and bought like an oak table, you know, like if you went and purchased a table that's very, very sturdy. But no matter what, whether it be the thrift store table or whether it be the Walmart table, it is not as strong as the table that you are going to purchase in the long run. And the reason why you look to purchase the, the better table is because it can withstand more. You know, it's a bit better. You realize that this has had some wear and tear to it. And when I use that analogy, it's that that used to be you. That used to be who you be. And the the legs that you were standing on weren't as integral or weren't as strong as you are now. So you've had to refurbish and when refurbishing doesn't work, you have to kind of start anew. And although you are not brand new because there is no new you, you are, you are the table. Um, so what I mean by that is, is that granted it's new, but it's still a table, you know? So like the, the matter of it change, the purpose of it does not change. Um, it's just that it looks a little different, you know, it's a lot stronger and we always need to pay attention to our table. You know, each and every time we see that it's not doing what it should be doing, if we find that we are not serving our purpose, we need to look at how strong we're standing on our table legs um, in this analogy, how strong we're standing on our own and really look at who we be and um, fix what needs to be fixed or just kind of, you know, make the amendments and just get new shit, you know, because like some principles just no longer work for us. Um the next is the tablecloth. <laughs> um, and when I, I think that when I think of my table and the reason why I included a tablecloth is when I think of my table and I think about my place settings, um, and the people who are attending, I'm a little bit bougie, you know, like I like a good, um, I like a good tablecloth. I like, a, I like a covering. Um, and that's what the tablecloth is. It's a covering. This could be your religious beliefs, your spiritual makeup. This is your covering to prevent your foundation from being damaged. So if you think about you and who you be that stems from something and when you need just a little bit more protection you look to whom now in me I always say that I found the Christian faith which is faith within myself but at the same token I still very much worship my Orishas and my ancestors and I pay homage to those who have passed on but have paved a way for me to be who I be today so those are my covering um your covering may be your God uh you know your Buddha your uh your Jesus your um, Krishna, your all of these, you know, all of these individuals. 
this. These could be, you know, your covering. And there's nothing wrong with that at all. Don't ever let somebody shame you for your religious beliefs. You are who you are. Like, be who you be. Um, but in that covering, I think about um, when the covering is torn. Like, when you've kind of, like, stepped outside of, of your covering, outside of your religious beliefs, um, how it doesn't serve its, you know, its divine purpose. It's not still, it's still what you need it to be, but it's not as strong. So that's when nicks come along, you know, in your table. That's when dents come along, stains. Um, but that gives us character, you know, that makes us us. Um, I also think about finding our material. What inspires us? You know, what what makes the covering the covering? Like, where did we get this from? So, like, with Christians, it would be the Bible. You know, like, with me, it is um just overall history and um getting to know lineage. Um, with, you know, other religions, again, history, lineage. Um, it may be stories, of, you know, from their books of worship, all of those things. Um, I also think about having to change my material without explanation. So people are going to ask why the change in fabric. If you've invited people to dinner before, um, and we'll just use dinner just to keep the analogy one and the same. Um, when you think about dinner and you think about how you host dinner, maybe not even often, but when you do host, whether it be for holidays, whatever the case may be, imagine changing your tablecloth and somebody who you invite often takes notice and they ask why the change in fabric. And your your only reason is you just wanted to change it up. You know, you don't have to explain yourself to any damn body. And any time that you find something that you don't like about you, you have the ability to change, i.e. why I went from being someone who worships uh, the Christianity faith or the Christian faith, the Methodist faith, um, to being somebody who worships the Christian faith. Like, I do what I do and I be who I be. Um, and I no longer follow Christianity. Um, I'm not really a religious individual. I'm a spiritual individual. Um, but I think about those parties who I would probably invite to my metaphorical dinner and how they would definitely have a few questions about why the change in fabric. So just always be unapologetic about why your materials have changed. Um, then I think about the food, you know, like let's move on. Let's talk about the food. Let's talk about your sustenance. So this is all that you come with. Okay. Like you are, or are you, let's talk about what, what, where you're at right now in your dinner. Are you the hors d'oeuvres? Um, there's not too much to you right now, you know? You're just enough to get started, but you still leave people hungry. You may be in the starting stages of finding yourself, um, or you ain't shit, and you just like to be seen as something special just to participate in conversations. Not talked about much, out of sight, out of mind. Um, when I say that, I say this. Some people host parties and can't cook. And I don't know if that went over anybody's head. What I mean by that is, that some people really just like to be able to say that they did it even though they didn't do anything and you'll notice that some people tend to stay in a lane and the lane really ain't a lane at all and they just kind of want to fit in they kind of just want to be something and when I think about that I think about hors d'oeuvres how you know like hors d'oeuvres are just not even really to coach your stomach it's just to kind of keep you occupied enough until the food comes out not even really an appetizer if you think about it and when you think about how much energy actually goes into certain hors d'oeuvres depending on the dinner party um you realize that some people don't put too much effort into it and there are individuals in this world who are like hors d'oeuvres they do just the bare minimum um just so that they could be a part of the conversation when in all actuality again out of sight out of mind without those hors d'oeuvres you would have been fine because you knew that the appetizers were coming um when i think about the appetizers i think about them being good to a point you know, you leave an impression. It might not stick. There's room for you to grow um, and you're always wanted. And I think about myself as being an appetizer sometimes. And um, I think about how I 
when I first started this and how I became a part of the podcast family, how I was an appetizer, you know, like I, um, I was, I was starting off. I didn't know what the fuck I was doing. You know, I had my cell phone and I had anchor and I was just kind of doing this. Um, and at one point I was the fucking hors d'oeuvre, like, let's be honest. But, um, I became the appetizer where people were just kind of like, well, who is she? But you know, like not enough to remember me. And, um, I never, I never wanted to fit in. I wanted to be a part and that's why I feel like I have kind of grown out of the appetizer state because in the beginning I was just kind of warming up and I think that as we evolve in our lives we go from being the appetizer you know to being the nourishment to being the actual main course um we have to grow we have to become something we can skip over the hors d'oeuvre portion of life like we don't ever have to be ain't shit you know like people will grow but people who ain't shit kind of know that they ain't shit and they kind of pride themselves and not being shit but when you are growing it's not that you ain't shit it's just that you don't know shit you know you're more so ignorant than you are arrogant um and you just you know you want more so that's what that is you know like if you eat enough appetizers you do get full so I think about that um I think about the main course and I think about how this is a stage of your life where things are good you know, you're either savoring all this and, and that you're doing and you're enjoying the fruits of your labor. It looks good. It tastes good. Every now and then you may have to send something back. Um, but, you know, you're you're really good at this state of your being. You might have to switch it up every once in a while. You might have to try something new. It may work. It may not. It's trial and error sometimes. And I think about myself as being the main course right now because, excuse me, although I am um, almost a year in, <laughs> believe it or not. I have done so much in this year compared to what I was doing with this before. And I don't mean podcasting because I just started podcasting this year, but I'm talking about just the overall platform of motivational speaking and inspirational speaking um, and just being more of like a public figure and being that Instagram influencer and, you know, being that individual and how difficult it was because I wasn't putting enough work in, you know, like I was known, but I wasn't known. And notoriety is not what I'm searching for. I'm just searching for me to be who I be and to have people receive me in the intention of you know like what I have said I just really um you know the overall goal is just for me to do right by me and in that I realize that there is trial and error but I realize how many people I'm impacting now and how many people um I'm metaphorically feeding like you guys are really receiving me and I appreciate each and every one of you so I find it to be really really important that I pay attention to what it is that I'm gifting you all because I never want to make y'all sick I never want to be toxic. I never want to be problematic. I never want to be that poisoning. I always want to be nourishment for you in some way, somehow. So it's very, very important that I be very cognizant of what it is that I'm cooking up. Y'all like that, don't y'all? I know, I know, I know. Um, <laughs> the um, Another part of the main course I think about is your signature dish. So these are your habits, either good or bad. Some like it, some don't. Um, are you willing to move your menu around for your guest? And I think about my habits and like some of the things that I do that rub people the wrong way, like um, talking about getting men pregnant or how I'm like, boy, fuck you. Um, just different things. How I don't have the um, like the want or the care to give a fuck about a lot of things. How confrontational I am about a lot of things. How um. I really just be ready to knock a bunch of shit over. Uh, how I would fight a nigga's grandmother. Like, I I know that that is not really all that healthy. 
but to me it tastes really fucking good um but i'm willing to move that around so sometimes it's kind of when you have to dial back your personality um because you're in certain you know you're in certain spaces you can't you can be who you be but certain parts of you just aren't appropriate at this point now so that's when i think about when i think about you know like your signature dish um and the last part of you know like your dinner is always dessert so this is a sweet spot those moments of pure enjoyment where you don't care about the outcome it tastes good now so fuck it um sometimes that like eat out thing where it's like real greasy real fatty you know it's not good for you um i think about things like your whole phase um like or when you party and too fucking much like these are the sweet things but if you do too much of it it can make you sick and it can throw you very much off course and it can you know really strain your dietary um your your overall dietary knowledge and like who you are and you know like what you do and it can it, it can really affect you so too many sweet things really is not all that good for you can start to deteriorate at your teeth things of that nature so you always just want to ensure that you know you you leave room for dessert but you know like it's not always necessary um the next thing i want to talk about is the dinner guest and this is what i mean by guests who's coming to dinner um family and friends so those are those who are invited because they add to the table great conversation and good vibes so this is the family that you don't have to smack the shit out of this is the family who you don't have to raise an eyebrow about these is just your normal day one you know a one day one niggas who you just like you kick it with and who you love and who you like and who you know and you're comfortable and you know that when they get there to dinner no matter where they're sitting at the table this is somebody that you can look at and you know that they are there and that is somebody you can you know converse with I think it's really important that we seek discomfort but at the same time remind ourselves of like a checkpoint or a place of comfort that we can always go back to not to take advantage of but just to remind ourselves in those moments where we have maybe pushed ourselves too far that um comfort does exist so I think that it's always important to have one family or friend you know always see if you can always add a plus one in the event that they fit um they fit at that table there's always somebody in your family within your circle who you know fits the same um frequency that you do because that's why y'all vibrate the way that y'all do um I think about the person who comes with the Tupperware. So this is the person who wants to take from the table, um, needs the food to be nourished due to a choice to refuse to cook in order to sustain themselves. Always asking when is the next get together? So these are the people that I think about, um, who want to start a podcast and I'm just using podcasting for an example who want to start a podcast but really don't plan on getting past three episodes or plan to get past the three episodes by just kind of recycling things that we as podcasters have put into place like you know maybe you record this content one week and then you see them record that same subject the next week but it sounds a lot like the content that you just put out um I think that these are people who more so take than they can give and there's always one and we don't invite them purposely they just somehow show the fuck up like they see that it's a bunch of cars outside maybe they reside in the neighborhood they just happen to knock on the door and ask what's for dinner invite themselves in we all know at least one person like that um the next I think of is the vegan there's nothing on the table for them to eat because they don't belong there it's not that you couldn't have prepared for them it's a new change when they didn't make known um and expected you to see through a change in behavior from them blames you blames you for not paying attention and when I say this I mean like 
pita vegans you know like the ones who are just like well you know we went out to dinner the other night and you saw that I had a salad like how did you not know I wasn't vegan like that type of shit um these are people who make these sudden changes in life and just assume that you're gonna adapt as they adapt and you know nothing about it you didn't even know these changes were in place maybe you haven't talked to them in a while this is like the cousin who you know ate meat for forever and then she shows up one Thanksgiving and she don't eat meat no more the thing is is that when you sent the fucking invitation out she didn't respond and say hey that you know hey I'm vegan this bitch shows up and just assumes that you knew like I really don't be paying attention to you like that sis I didn't know you know like and you could cook something but because the way that she came off at you you just like well bitch now you're gonna starve you know because like you didn't have to but you did like you tried me um so now pick off you know pick off the potatoes or something um you know eat light <laughs> the next one is gluttonous overeats and gets sick had no business overindulging the person who likes what they see and doesn't know when they'll have it again or is just overly greedy so these are the people who want to be in the position that you're in and um they don't know how to ask for help so they're gonna take in as much as they can in the time that they have you in their space and just apply all of it as it applies and then when they run out of that material when they run out of that to use or you know they run out of what you were able to give them or gift them um they come back for more and at times you'll realize that these people don't get very far in their endeavors um because they did too much at one time these are people who make a lot of announcements and there's no work behind it um these are people who just you know move to be moving but really in all actuality they just need to sit still people who um you know invest a lot and they don't really know what they're investing and people who move impulsive um these are the people that i think about when i think about gluttonous individuals and how dangerous it can be to just them um in the overall process like these sometimes are the people that you see at your dinner table and you have to make adjustments as such um, then I think about the head of the table and this is you, you know, you're in charge of the place setting, like watch who you sit next to whom be mindful of how many people you've invited. What happens when there aren't enough seats, you know, um, who has, who's been eating off of you too long each and every time you turn around, this person has been doing the same thing, eating the same shit. Every fucking dinner has nothing to, you know, include, never ask if they can bring anything. They just kind of show up, take from, and then they leave, um, walking away from your table. You know, is this something that needs to have a conversation? I always tell you guys that, um, closure is not mandated. Again, closure is not mandated. One more time, closure is not mandated, but you will notice that sometimes people walk away from the table with no explanation and you get kind of curious as to what you did when in all actuality, you didn't do anything. Remember, some seats at tables whether it be your table or somebody else's table and you are the person in that seat we have to remember that there are times where we're going to walk away because we're either uncomfortable we know that we're not supposed to be here and maybe we invited ourselves there are so many different parameters to that and I think we don't pay attention to them enough um the next is is your kitchen clean um and allowing other people in your kitchen like this is the place where you get your shit done so like my laptop would be my kitchen you know like my um my platforms and the you know where the places that i check my analytics and orders and things of that nature that's all my kitchen i don't want nobody else in my kitchen you know like unless i invite them down unless i know that they clean just like me you know they like to cook and clean at the same time they use the same dish soap or you know like they use something to cut through grease like we we got to be on the same page before you get the fuck up in here touching stuff um this may not be for you like i invited you for a reason i don't need you in here so just you know kind of be mindful of those things who are you allowing in your workspace like where you really get things done um do they wash their hands <laughs> and last but not least i think about the invitation so remember that you're preparing this meal and some may find your course toxic 
some may complain um and you know still eat some may not be fully nourished some may be nourished you know altogether. all you can worry about is what you have control over and that's you you know you prepare your table with the prettiest of garnish be the fine china that you eat off of and know your worth and always remember to show your worth through your ingredients and always say grace i think that it's very important that although um we want people to be you know who we expect them to be when you invite these people into these positions or people invite you into the position to eat at their table or them to eat at yours what i think that we need to think about more than anything is that no matter how many times we sit at this table things can change people can change without notice and nobody owes us an explanation you know like if you love somebody if you care about somebody you would like to give them the heads up but that does not always exist so I think that we need to be a bit more aware of the fact that this does happen um all you can do is invite people you know if they decide not to show and they don't want to give you an explanation for it that's fine you know like then you, you fill the table with some you, you know you fill a seat at the table with somebody else you don't have to you know make amends to your invitation in order for it to fit other people you know when they ask you know who's all coming you know you have the ability to let them know or just let them know you know like you'll see when you get here and if they don't want to show up that's fine you do not have to make the amendments to your life in order to make others comfortable and nobody has to amend their life in order to make you comfortable but out of love and out of respect and out of um collaboration and and wanting to do more and and in order to excuse me, have sound partnerships, it is important that we think about compromising with people and adding them into our situation um, and thinking of them, you know, when we do certain things. So I really think that it's all in the matter of whom you're inviting to be a guest at your table and whom is inviting you to be a guest at theirs and what they are deciding with them and what you are deciding with you um, and making the decision as such. Do y'all get it? You get it? Like, does it make sense? If you guys have questions, make sure that you email me at chrbriana, that's C-H-R-B-R-I-A-N-A at gmail.com. Again, if nobody told you today, please let me be the first to say that I like you and I love you. And family, I'm working on our website. Please, 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 I'm working on our website so that you guys will be able to contact me a bit more easy. Um, I love y'all. I love y'all. I love y'all. And I will see y'all next week.